Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. You should be able to publish the book. But that right, you have funds on the course. I think like funding yeah, is one thing, like that's basically keeping like um, books here, yeah, like like on let me see, people's phones. So, so then once there's no barriers to book and publishing, I hope to um, encourage people to publish the books they write, right? And and basically, not to uh, throw them away because of funds to do like the hard copy prints and, and the rest. Well, one thing is for sure hard copies, as we know them, will gradually phase out and more people will be turning towards ebooks. And the Joy Business Van was Ketsi Ecobank Express Point Agency Banking, which provides a unique type of agency banking that allows you to access basic banking services at selected shops across the country and enjoy Ecobank services after banking hours, including weekends and holidays. Locate an Ecobank Express Point nearest to you at selected shell shops, pharmacies, grocery shops, ECG vendor points, and mobile money merchant shops and enjoy the following services. You get to open an instant Ecobank Express account, deposit and withdraw cash from your Express account, current accounts and savings account. Also redeem e-tokens and receive international remittances from Rapid Transfer, Western Union, Raya, Vigo and Unity Link from selected Express points. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. I'm Charles Aite, handing you over to the Masterclass to stay. As we continue to fight COVID-19 together, Ecobank offers you several ways to stay home, stay safe, and take control of your finances. Use Ecobank Mobile whenever, wherever, with or without an Ecobank account to send money through SMS and email. Also buy airtime, pay bills, and much more from the comfort of your home. For high-value transactions, use our internet banking services. Ecobank QR code enables you to make cashless digital payments when paying for goods and services. Download the Ecobank Mobile today from the Google Play Store, App Store, or from our Facebook page. Additionally, dial the short code star 770 hash from any phone and start transacting. Ecobank cares. Remember to observe social distancing, wash your hands frequently, and don't touch your face. For further assistance, can we call Ecobank Contact Center on 3225 anytime, any day. Toll free. Stay home, stay safe. Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank. Hello, students. How well can you answer very simple, interesting riddles? Come, let's test our smartness on the Joy Learning Trivia Riddles. How do you participate in this interesting and rewarding challenge? Follow these tips. One, follow us on all Joy Learning social media handles. Facebook at Joy Learning and Twitter at Joy Learning TV. Two, check out the daily riddle on Joy Learning TV and all our social media handles. Correct answer to the riddle of the day on our social media handles. Get the answer correctly and be rewarded with a well-deserved acknowledgement on Ghana's first educational TV channel, Joy Learning. Joy Learning trivia riddles. Let's learn with fun and lots of excitement. Joy Learning. Keep learning.
very good afternoon to you, our cherished listeners. It is indeed always exciting to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on radio, Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy, Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. It's the 17th day of June and the month is prodding on. Gradually, slowly, slowly, the month of June will come to an end and then we'll begin the second half of the year. If you're a business, you're an entrepreneur, like we always see here on the show, just start, just do it. If COVID has affected you very badly, we're all trying to discuss the topic of COVID and how to get up and get going because COVID is going to be here for a while, but your business has to start doing something. You can't be shut down for the rest of the year. You can't be closed. You can't send your staff home for the rest of the year. At some point, we need to adapt. We need to change. We need to be able to get up and start moving. And so on this this, um, discussion, we welcome you to today's show. We've been discussing customer service here on the show with Yvonne Wee McCarthy, uh, president of the Institute of Customer Service both in Ghana and in West Africa. I'm happy to say that. And we've been sharing some thoughts um, last week. Two weeks ago, actually, we introduced the conversation on customer service. Last week, we also shared some thoughts. Today, we're going to be looking... Last week, we talked about the, the your customer service philosophy. And so I'm sure that when we start um, the show in Anna, she's probably going to share some thoughts just by way of recap. But today, we'll be looking at another area of the conversation, which is the customer experience strategy, your customer experience strategy, and how to put together a winning strategy for customer service, regardless of the industry. I got some questions on Facebook. I'm preparing for the show from last week through today. And uh, one of the questions that someone asked me was that they were in a specific industry and were there trainings available for the industry. One thing about customer service is that it's it's industry agnostic because where there is service... Or where there's a customer, <laughs> there is and there is service. Both do exist by all means. It has to be done properly. So, Yvonne, you're welcome to the show. Thank you, yeah. So, just before you do... Okay, so let's do your recap first. And then I've got 12 nuggets to share from men and women of renown who have, um, should I say, excelled in the various fields of endeavor, including the famous Sam Walton of Walmart. And we just want to hear what they have to say about this big conversation, customer service. It seems to divide opinion whenever we talk about it. People say it's a customer king. The customer is not king. I remember we had a, a call in last week which um, expressed concern about a customer who came in and sought to know or teach the company their job, so to say. And there were also other schools of thought which said, listen, the customer doesn't need to know your job. Once he's in there, there's a reason why you're open. So let's hear what you have to think today. We'll open the phone lines a bit early when we start getting interactive. Um, but otherwise, let's take a quick recap from last week, Yvonne. Okay. For those of our listeners who missed out. And then we, we dive straight into today's conversation. All right, then. So last week, we looked at the customer service philosophy. And we discussed why it was important to even have a philosophy at the inception of your business. You don't wait and then after you've started a couple of years, you know, start looking at how to put a philosophy in place. But then if you hadn't put one in place, you'd have to start looking at things like your vision, where your business really wants to go. You're looking at the mission and how you're going to get there. Your core values. So what do you stand for? Are you saying that you are professional? So is it professionalism? Is it integrity? Is it customer centricism? Is it passion? What are your core values? And what does that actually mean when a customer walks through your doors? We looked at things 
things like your customer service goals, which is very important for any organization. So, I mean, we're in the middle of the year. You should be able to ask yourself, what, where are customer service goals ending 2019 and where are we? as we speak, given the current situation. We also looked at things like your customer service charter, the processes and procedures and policies that you have within your organizations, and of course, the general approach of your organization. So the customer service philosophy then becomes the culture of your business. It's the spirit that runs your business, and your employees need to be clued on. They need to understand what your customer service philosophy is so they can go on that journey with you. You know, as you speak, I hear you say what what you're not saying literally in words, but in meaning and in inference. Essentially, your customer service perspective or philosophy is your brand. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, as much as we're interested as corporates and as companies in our brand and what we stand for and the product that we're pushing out, that should necessarily translate directly to frontline through training, through assimilation of any sort, but by all means, your brand should not just be what you say it is, but it should be what the customer sees it to be. What they feel it to what be. What they feel it to Absolutely. be. And I think we link that to um, perception, where Absolutely. it can become reality for the one who perceives. Absolutely. Let's just go straight into I've got 12 um, quotations, if you like, 12 quotes from men and women of renown. This one is from Bill Gates. I'll go straight to it. Bill Gates says he's credited to have said, your most unhappy customers are your greatest source of learning. This is Bill Gates. The next one is from Jerry... Okay, Jerry Gregory. I hope I pronounced it right. It says, The customer experience is the next competitive battleground. The customer experience is the next competitive battleground. The third one is from Sam Walton. Sam Walton is the founder of Walmart, for those of us who know Walmart. He says, There is only one boss... And that's the customer. This is Sam Walton. It's not me. I'm not the one saying it. So please, when you get interactive, don't attack me. This is Sam Walton. And that's his opinion. Number four. It says, this one is from Bill Gates again. It says, every day we're saying, how can we keep this customer happy? How can we be ahead by innovation? Because if we don't do this, somebody else will. That's Bill Gates. The fifth one again is from Sam Walton. It says, the goal as a company is to have customer service that is not just the best but legendary that is not just the best but legendary the sixth one is from louis the seventh or the seventh of the eighth it says everything starts with the customer everything starts with the customer seventh one is from john I hope i can pronounce this one john janesh says the customer service is an opportunity to exceed your customers expectations Customer service is an opportunity to exceed your customer's expectations. Eighth one is from William Roy. William Roy says, The first step in exceeding your customer's expectation is to know those expectations. I mean, that would make sense, wouldn't it? It makes a lot of sense. A lot. And if you're going to exceed it, you should know what it is. And this one is from Mahatma Gandhi. Mahatma Gandhi, number nine. He says, The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. The best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. Mahatma Gandhi. Tenth one is from Shiv Singh. Shiv says, the purpose of a business is to create customers who create customers. That is Shiv Singh. The purpose of a business is to create a customer who creates customers. Number eleven says, if you're not serving the customer, your job is to be serving someone who is. That's deep. (laughs) This one is from Jean Calzon. He says, if you're not serving the customer, your job is to be serving somebody who is. Because that's the most important thing in the whole operation. Absolutely. Serving the customer. 
Customer service is the business. Yeah, and this one is from Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, um, Apple. It says, get closer than ever to your customers. So close that you tell them what they need well before they realize it themselves. So so those are 12 quotes, if you like, on customer service. Let's go straight to today's conversation. When you say customer experience strategy, what's that conversation about? Talk to us. Great. So if if you really want to be tops, you know, in the customer service game, you need to put together a great customer experience strategy. And not just putting it together, but you should be able to implement it. So I'm sure someone is asking, well, what's this customer experience? You know, you usually see people refer to it as CX. So the letter C and then X. But simply put, it's all the interactions between a customer and an organization. So at the point where they buy a product, the purchase, the service, advocacy, anything to do with their interaction with the organization is what customer experience is. So customer experience is not customer service. There are two different things. It is the product or the result of the interaction between the organization and its customers. So in assessing the customer experience, we look at the customer journey. We look at the different touch points. We look at um, the environments and the customer experiences. And the environment also includes digital environments like your websites and your social media platforms. A good customer experience means that the individual's experience during all points of contact matches the individual's expectations. Oftentimes, you see organizations running, doing all sorts of things, and they haven't actually asked themselves, what is our customer expecting? Customers have expectations. So what is your customer expecting from you? So once the expectation actually matches the experience that you give them, then you're using or you know, getting them to experience good customer service. So what is a great customer experience? If we're asking ourselves, is it just about the interaction? Now, the answer is no. Interaction, yes, it's part of it, but we're looking at the availability and the depth of the interaction and the impression, which is the engagement that you you, you have with the customer. So when we talk about touch points, um, we're looking at where a customer comes in contact with your brand. It could be through your employees. It could be through an advert or a brand message or even the product. And this occurs across different channels and devices. When we look at the interactions, we're also looking at the communication process between the customer and the organization's employees. And then, of course, the engagement is just the quality of the interaction that you're giving the customer. So a great customer experience comes from providing excellence at every stage. Not when you meet the customer and then going into halfway into the interaction with them, the service is somehow wobbly. It has to be excellent at every stage. That's when you create a great customer experience for your customer. So let's look at how we can create a great customer experience. You can only do that through great customer service. You can only create great customer experience through great customer service. So let's make no mistake. I'm not saying that it's so easy, right? Most businesses will be burying their head in the sand or they come at it from the wrong angle. But there are ways to have it done. The first thing is to focus on the things your customers value. A lot of us are running around doing branding, rebranding, marketing we're doing all the things our customers don't even care about so there's no point investing in expensive adverts and campaigns when all your customers really need or want is technology that works or a well-ventilated waiting room when they visit your offices or a quick and better process to make their interactions with you efficient so think about the little things that make the experience or enhance the experience ask your customers what they want 
we also need to be able to understand our customers and create different personas for the customers that we have. Um, I would say that it's important to categorize your customers because if you have a pool of 100 customers, probabilities are you might have, depending on the product or service that you offer, you might have people with different ranges, um, different income levels, different status, you know, different professions. You should be able to categorize them. Even different expectations. Exactly, different expectations so that you can create buyer personas for them. You're able to say, okay, this particular group of people want this. That particular group of people want that so that you don't put all your customers in one box because you might be ticking the box for one particular group but then for the other three you're not so the customer experience across board will not be something to write home about the next thing is for us to analyze the business mission and vision and then the processes which we made mention of last week if you tuned in last week you'd realize that we kept talking about the vision the mission the core values so you need to analyze these things if I want to go ahead and create a customer experience that is next to none, I need to be able to analyze what I have now, the vision, the mission, and then the processes that I have within my organization. So if you want a successful customer experience strategy, you need a proper understanding of your business objectives. And yeah, it, it's sad to say, sometimes you sit down with people and you're asking them, what's your business objective? They're, oh, well, we just want to produce this and produce that. It, it needs to be a bit more tighter than that, you know? So what is their main aim? Is it new customers you're looking for at this point? Are you entering a new market or perhaps you're launching products into a current marketplace? What is it? What's the objective? You need to know that. You need to review your brand studies and identify the barriers. And there will be barriers. In whichever way, you would have barriers. What are those barriers? How can they be overcome? In building the customer experience strategy, the customer's happiness should be your focus. Not how beautiful you think your, your building might look. Not what you think everyone else is doing. It's what makes the customer happy. So happy customers will mean a successful business. And if you're able to ask yourself these questions, for example, what technology, people, or processes are needed to fulfill your customer experience strategy? What gaps exist between customer expectation and experience? Which tools can you use to improve your customer experience? If you can ask yourself genuinely these questions and have answers to it, then you know exactly what steps to take. So now we need to look at another option, which is work, working backwards from the experience you want to deliver. Oftentimes when we're looking at creating an exceptional customer experience, what we do is we go and create products first or, or, or draw up a process for a service what you need to do which steve jobs used to do by the way is when they need to create um, technology they don't start creating the technology they start asking themselves what would make the customer happy what experience do we want the customer to have so they work it backwards once they know how they want the customer to feel then they start working tracing themselves back okay this is what we need to do in order to create that experience so that's what they do and it will be a very good strategy for businesses to also use you need to hire team players and get them invested in the process. I think I can't say this enough, that when your insides are happy, your outsides will be happy too. So if you have good internal customers or customers or internal customers or employees that are happy, your customers would also be happy. They would go out and do exactly what they, they feel for your customers. So employees are key to creating a great customer experience. You can't take them out. You can train employees to really pay attention to customers. So if a customer, for example, mentions a bad day, let's say you run a restaurant and then they call to make a reservation and they mention that, oh, it's my birthday, I'm bringing in 10 people. 
an organization that cares about the customer experience will make a note of that. So when the people come in to eat, they might come in singing maybe a happy birthday or just give them one cupcake with a candle. Just that alone creates or enhances the customer's experience. We need to be obsessed over the details. Knowing customer likes and dislikes will give us the chance to act on them and to personalize the experience. But you do need the right people in place to do this. You can't do that on your own. You need the right people. So have people that want to serve from the heart. You need to have people who really want to serve from the heart. We also need to build systems for quick and effective resolutions. So if you're interested in taking feedback, it's time to understand how to also create systems for quick and effective resolution. Place controls in the customer's hands. Give them your support by giving them options like, say, for example, a chatbot, which a lot of um, organizations are using. When you go through their website and you're unable to speak to somebody, the thing just pops up and says, would you like to chat with somebody? And if you say yes, you can go in and sometimes you actually have a live person on the other side chatting with you or you can go through some FAQs, um, frequently asked questions, just so that they're providing you that effective resolution. You don't really have to wait till the next day to speak to somebody. So you do that. And then now that we have customers taken to social media platforms in their droves, like they vent their frustration there, it's important, <laughs> <laughs> it's crucial to have a support executive at all times who is literally, who's got like the, the ego eye looking through and making sure that they can respond to people in real time. Um, you're looking at traditional feedback forms, also, you know, still serving a purpose. And you can even use the space on feedback forms to create some kind of humor or fun. But these are ways in which at least you can collect some information. Now, the next one is for you to optimize your customer experience strategy. A customer experience strategy is an ongoing process. One thing I keep saying to businesses is you can't employ somebody, say, for example, employ my services and then ask me, yo, you want to train my people for one month. So I train them and then I leave and then that's it. It's a continuous thing. It's an ongoing process. So you need to adopt a continuous improvement approach. You need to be able to measure. You need to optimize. You need to repeat because people forget, right? So don't forget the little details. Use customers to gather information on your brand, the experience, the design, the usage. Know your target audience and train your staff about your product, how to deal with customer queries. And then, of course, foster a customer-centric mindset. That's very important to me because with everything, if you don't start with the right mindset, you've lost the battle mm. even before you start. So be prepared to continuously improve. Reward employees who put a smile on the customer's face. And remember, if you have a well-executed customer service strategy, what it does is it maximizes your customer's lifetime value, which would add up to next week. We'll talk about that. It maximizes the lifetime value. It will increase the customer satisfaction. And of course, it will drive your revenue to the roof, which is what most people are praying for. So customer experience provides a massive opportunity to create loyal customers. With the right strategy in place, yeah, the sky's the limit for any business. You make it sound so easy. Once you get it right with your customer service, clearly everything else should fall into yeah. place. I know you have a bit more to share, but I want us to get interactive because that's how we get the show um, to become helpful to all of us as, as, 
as a country and as a business. We're going to be opening the phone line shortly. And uh, if you just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're discussing customer service, customer experience strategy here in the studio again with Yvonne McCarthy. And then we'll be opening the phone line shortly. But before that, we would like to, by all means, take a very quick message. And then we'll be right back. If you've got any motor vehicle of any kind, here's some very great, great, great news for you. So Gulf's new Super Synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 loops are the best engine oils for your vehicle. They are specially engineered engine oils which efficiently work on all your modern petrol and diesel engines. They clean, they protect, they reduce fuel consumption, they prolong oil change intervals, and they enhance your engine performance right from when you start up to when you switch off. So go to any Goyle filling station today and grab the new Goyle Super Synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 engine oils for superior vehicle performance. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. And also in the fight against COVID, we cannot overemphasize all of these hygiene protocols that we keep talking about every day. And so Goyle, thinking about you, has some tidbits for us today. So these are the Goyle tidbits for dealing with COVID-19. And Goyle assures you that all of the service stations are indeed very, very safe for you to patronize and to pick up your fuel supplies or your lubricants. So number one, Goyle is admonishing all of us to use alcohol hand-based sanitizers. And if we're not in the position to acquire any of these, by all means, do wash your hands continuously for 20 seconds under running water. God is also admonishing us to cover our mouths with tissue whenever we cough and dispose of this tissue into the bin immediately. They're also admonishing us to wash our hands with soap and the running water, which has been provided at all of the service stations, especially when you handle money. So don't be, don't worry when you have to go and handle money at any golf filling station. They have made that provision for you to be safe and to practice these hygiene conditions. They're also admonishing us to maintain a minimum distance of 1.5 meters with other customers and attendants and ensure at all times that you wear your face masks when you are at any of their stations or at any other public place for that matter. Goyle is also encouraging us to use electronic payment cards and the GO card to minimize cash transactions. By all means, if if you purchase from Goyle, and we're encouraging you to do that, start using your GO card. Inquire about it on your next visit. And the final thing is that please stay at home if you do not have to go out we're working smart these days. We're working online. Everybody's using social media, Momo, to make payments, phone calls, and all of that. It's, it's um, should I say, harvest season for a lot of companies once you know how to navigate your way around these things. And if you exhibit any symptoms, do not head to the hospital. Call the following COVID-19 hotlines and ask for help. And that's 055-222-004 or 55 quadruple two. Zero, zero, 005. Let's observe these simple protocols together and defeat COVID-19 as we continue to enjoy quality fuel and services from Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. Let's get interactive straight to the phone lines. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. Otherwise, you can send us a comment also on 244 340 437. That's 0244340437. I've got Douglas from Dansuman. Douglas, I didn't I don't quite get the first part of your question. It says great submission. My question is what about a worker who follows the manager's instruction of getting the vision and mission done? Unexpected great achievement. Okay, I'm not getting that bit. If you can just resend that bit, but I think your other question is um 
why do we keep saying that the customer is always right? It was a question we intended to answer today. <laughs> Douglas, thank you for bringing it up. It says, can your guest explain why the saying goes that the customer is always right? So um, <laughs> we'll start with Douglas today. Let's see if we can answer Douglas's question. And then, uh, yeah, we continue. The phone lines are open, so by all means, do give us a call, 0302216. I think I have a caller on the line already. Um, good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Good afternoon, yeah. Good afternoon, my brother. This is James, right? Yeah, this is your small boy. Yeah, oh, James. So, <laughs> hey, Uncle James. <laughs> okay, so Uncle James, you were with us for Emotional Intelligence. He is the CEO of the first Emotional Intelligence Center in Ghana. And he was with yeah. us for about nine weeks. Uncle James, thank you for calling into the show. Thank you, too. Talk to us. I'm, I'm, I'm also very happy that I'm speaking to the president of a professional customers association <laughs> in Ghana. Right, right. That's, That's the one. institute. Yes. So my first assignment is very soon I will visit a front line and see whether uh, he's really finished doing the business with them. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, let me say congratulations to her. Uh, I've listened to you. I'm in my car, but the driver is driving me, so I'm okay. He said, she said something that uh, excites me very much. I worked in a particular company where the board of directors thought that customers are fools. You know, she made mention of the fact that we should know what customer values and what excites them. So, for instance, if you're a bank and you think that when people come for their money, they don't get it, and you brand your, 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 your place, you put air conditions there, and then you go into rebranding, changing everything and painting everything. Mm. That means you're doing, you are doing nothing. Mm. Because at the end of it, the customer, you are not serving the values of the customer and you are not getting the customer excited. Yeah. So I would say that most of our uh, leaders here, the CEOs, I think everybody should enroll with such an institution like this because from the boardroom, all of us must be uh, very good in serving customers. And he also talks about the employees themselves inside. If they are excited, they are happy to excite other people. Mm. But if that is missing, then we have a long way to go. So I think he's doing a, she's doing a very good job. She also talked about, about a quick resolution to issues. Very, very, very important. So let's continue to, 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 to educate our yes. people on the fact that customer service is something that will really increase productivity and uh, affect the bottom line profitably. Thank very, you very so important. much. Thank and you so much. Again, Thank you. I'm very happy that uh, she's around. All right. And Uncle James, just before you go, um, I think you must have missed it last week. She did talk about the fact that in order to be able to deliver excellent customer service, you need emotional intelligence. Good. I just thought I'd rub that in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, somebody called me. Oh, they called you and told you. I said, yes, that right. person is on top of his issue. Right. Because, uh, right. Any customer care that belittled emotions. Mm. Uh, it's not going anywhere. Mm. Yes, I'm, I, I will be contacting her very soon. Thank you so Thank much, you. Uncle James. Yes. Thank you so yes. much for Thank calling. You. That was Uncle James Addison. He he spent time here with us about nine weeks it was wow. uh, talking about emotional intelligence. Okay, so I've got love on social media. Love says hi, Joy. Great session. God bless you. I'm trying to restructure a family laundry business. I realized rates charged are extremely low, and the explanation is to attract more customers. Monies are not properly managed, so staff payments is another issue. Please help me restructure this beautiful laundry plan. Okay, we will help you to restructure it, but today we will just share some thoughts on it. And even before you go, let's put out the number again so that if people need help, they can be able to reach out and uh, 
have a chat later. Absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. can reach me on 054-32-33390 or through Facebook at Yvonne Ohui Makati. Okay. The one and only. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just a few thoughts on they have reduced pricing because for them it was a strategy that would help them attract more customers. No. The world is changing today. Yeah. What can we share with Love? Um, Love, the truth is that over 60% of your customers would want to pay more if you can guarantee that the customer experience will be better than what they experience anywhere else. So the issue is not the fact that your services are cheap or the, the cost is low. If the cost is low, lower than what you have in the market and the service is bad, it's even worse. Mm. So it's that's not what to focus on. What to focus on is, like we said, what does your customer want? What's the customer's expectation? And are you creating that experience for the customer? That's, that's the question you need to ask now. So there's a way you can go around it. You need to look at your customers, what they're looking for, what your business wants to offer and then your customer service goals you probably haven't really thought deep into that but those are some of the things you need to be looking at right. in order to get your business where it has to be right numbers again to call 0302216541 that's 0302216541 you can also send us a comment on 0244340437 i got rita from hohoi rita says if a customer isn't satisfied after you feel you have offered your best service how do you make up for that gap. And that's Rita from Hawaii. Rita, thank you for reaching out to us. Let's I, let's answer Rita's question. Yes, I think sometimes we have to be honest. Have <laughs> we asked this customer what exactly they want? You know, even in dispute res- resolution, when they come in, they're complaining about something. Sometimes in our heads, we're thinking they probably want a refund or they want something more. None of us really ask the customer, Mr. Customer, what would you want? Maybe they just want an acknowledgement that there is a problem and that you would work on it going forward. They mm. might not necessarily want you to resolve it. So sometimes even in our heads as people who are offering the service, if we have things like, why is it that we're always saying the customer is right? Even that as a mindset becomes a problem, a problem. <laughs> it becomes a problem or a barrier yeah. to you know giving the customer what they want so i feel that oftentimes when we talk about we've done everything for the customer the problem is did you ask the customer what everything means to them and just to add to that very quickly i'm going to call her on the you know but just to add to that very quickly when we're, we're doing the 12 nuggets we said in order to exceed the customer's expectation you must know what it is mm-hmm. i suppose that we should begin to have a, a change of mind which says let me find out from the customer let me not assume that this is what he wants let me find out from the customer and then when you have found out and you have done what they want and they continue to be belly grant that one you have exactly. a case on your hands but otherwise Absolutely. i've got up here on the line. let's talk to up here good afternoon up here welcome mm-hmm. to the show i'm sorry for keeping you Good afternoon, Talk to me, Afia. Um, I'm a young entrepreneur. Right. I have my business in Tudu. Okay. And then, any time a customer walks in, before the covenant came, mm. I bought a small fridge that normally keep water. Right. For them. So, any time customer came, oh, please, can I offer you water? Or mm. some of the shop attendants. Mm. But when the covenant came, I decided to stop. Naturally, points of spread. I want to know yeah. whether it's part of the... Uh, the good customer care, the way you receive them, mm. you understand? Our business is not all that big, but mm. I'm trying my best, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to your program all the time. Thank you, know, you. To, thank you. Know, you do something to, for them to see okay. how important they are. Right, right. We'll answer your question straight away. Let's write that down. I've got Eric on the line. Apia says that he used to serve water to his customers, but as a way of preventing points of spread, he's actually put it to, on, on hold for a while. He wants to know whether 
it, he can still keep doing it, and whether it's a good thing to continue to do. The thought is a great thought, but how can he operationalize it? I've got Eric on the line. Good afternoon, Eric. You're welcome to Masterclass. All right, good afternoon. Thank you so much. Talk to me, Eric. Great discussion there. So I had this experience where I, I used to be a manager in a facility. Right. And then somebody walked into our premises, mm. a customer obviously, walked into our premises. After a few minutes, he walked right into the consortium and then he started raising his voice mm. and yelling insults and all that so I, I, I inquired what was the problem he had been made to wait too long and he didn't know why he had to wait for too mm. long right. but based on the time you came in mm. and the number of customers you came to meet it was mm. only obvious that you're going to wait for so long mm. but he, he just wouldn't have it went on and on with his voice maybe I don't think I was wrong but the point <laughs> I, I, I did I, I drove him off I asked him to leave oh wow alright wow. I did ask him to leave because I felt a bit of the perception of him because maybe in court he mm-hmm. feels white and then he's really giving that privilege. I was like, no. Mm. Every other person was weak and they realized that they had a huge turnout that day. So why would you have to raise your voice and mm-hmm. then cause that chaos? I was like, okay, please just leave the mm. Was I wrong? Or, uh, I mean, how, fast <laughs> <we> go, <laughs> how should you have handled it, right? <laughs> how fast we go inside to please customers? We always think the customer is always right. Right. And you know, try to take advantage of it. Right, right. Eric, thank you so much. Please keep listening. You see, Yvonne, if, before you come in, you know, this conversation about customer service, eh? I think that, like Yvonne, you said earlier, let us begin to look at it like that song. I forgot who sang it. The Man in the Mirror. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. The Man in the Mirror. You see, the customer is a man in the mirror. If you think the customer is difficult, at some point you will be difficult. This example Eric gave about the customer who walks in and is blowing his top, he's probably having a bad day. He probably just lost somebody. He probably just got bad news. He probably, why should he take it out on you? You are the closest thing to him. <laughs> it's like, you know, so there are many, 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 many reasons why a customer will behave the way they do. But so long as you want that green note in their pocket, that's a bro. What's it like? <laughs> but, but let's go ahead no, and no, see no. whether he wants to know whether he did the right thing so, or not. Eric, I think unless a customer is verbally or physically abusing you or causing a disruption um, within your organization, you shouldn't walk them out. Um, like Yao rightly said, and I say that to my students all the time, that when customers come to you, they are unable to tell you what they're going through. Could be a divorce, loss of a partner, school fees issues. So they wear their emotions on their sleeve. The least thing, pa- and then they just take off. Now, you as the service provider need to start asking yourself critical questions. I am sure that is not the only person who has complained about long waiting times. So this is a time to ask yourself, how do we now re-strategize, find better options of making sure that people come in and don't wait? Oftentimes, you find your customers are annoyed because they can see two or three people idling about. I'm not saying that's what happened, but mm. this is what makes people mm. irate. They can see two or three people idling about, not doing their job as quick well, as they could. Seemingly, but but it's important to keep your customers informed. Take them on the journey. As they come in, you realize that okay, you should even have a minimum waiting time. Mm. For example, you shouldn't wait for more than fifteen minutes before you go to the consulting room. So when, once that happens, whoever is on duty can come and say, "We're so sorry, we're having a backlog of so and so." And once you interact and engage with people, they feel that you understand where they're coming from. And, yeah. So and, maybe initially there wasn't any communication as to why they're waiting, why the queue is so long, and then. Of course, they would want to know, why am I still here? And if you don't deal with it the right way, of course, that's when you lose a customer and lose maybe a hundred more that they would go and rant to, you know? And I think one thing I've seen that helps very quickly, Eric, I mean, we we can't do a whole um, class here, but one thing that helps is that where you have, if your business is one that people have to wait, 
in a queue. Try and have what you call service ambassadors Absolutely. or flow ambassadors. What they do, just welcome the people. Go to them. Somebody's been there too long. I'm sorry, sir. Can I help? Can I help you do this? Please. When they see there's somebody on the floor who's always communicating, they're going to... The first point of, of venting is going to be that person. They say, I'm sorry. Please let me check for you. Why hasn't this come through? So try, it helps a bit with the engagement also. I've got copy from USA on social media. Kobe says, great show, yeah. Hi to your resource person. Kobe says hi from USA. Hello, Kobe. It says, I think customer service starts from within the organization. When employees experience great customer service internally, the tendency for them to also treat others externally is very high. And that's the point you made that if your insights are great, your outsides will be great. I've got Mami Isi on the line. Let's talk to Mami Isi. Good afternoon, Mami Isi. You're welcome to Masterclass. Good afternoon, sir. Talk to me, Mamie. Yes, please. Uh, I like when your lady panelist said what she said about customer care. Right. Yeah, you see, you should know what you are providing for your customers. And also, you should do quality service for them. Because I'm a fashion designer. Mm. And not about three occasions I've moved from where I was. And these are customers, they follow me to everywhere you go. Mm, mm. And sometimes where they come from, eh, they're even the child you provide for them, where they come from, the fuel that they put in their car is even can even be more than what you are charging. But they will still come. They'll follow you. Yes, because you have to uh, know what they want and also make sure you provide quality service for them. Because not too long ago, I was hospitalized and most of them said, then you wear, you wear the old ones for us to wait for you. You are kidding. Yes. Yes. So it's, it's very true. And wow. I thank wow. You Such a great yeah. experience uh, telling us your story. Thank you, Mami. See, so that's, I mean, it points to a point you made right there. But it's amazing, you know. I was thinking that people will be price sensitive, but here's the point she's making that they will drive, they won't look at that. It's not charges. At all. You will still build them, they will pay, but they will come to you in the middle of the ocean. People. And they will choose to wait. Yes. Even pe- if you're not available. They will pay a premium. If the service experience is good, that's all you need. They'll pay a premium. So let's all just do it well then. That's all. That's all. That's what we're talking about. Okay, I've got Jimmy on, Jimmy on social media. Jimmy says, Please, what is the role of your prospective customer in designing your products? And how do you solicit their inputs? How important is this in one's business strategy? That's Jimmy. Let's, let's, let's answer Jimmy's question. Jimmy, I think you've hit a very important point. It's one area that people hardly ever look at. I mean, we, we like to copy a lot. So someone sets up a business. We don't even do any feasibility study. We don't check what they're doing. Then we set up the same business too, trying to offer ourselves the same product. Now, you need to have... Um, that as part of your strategy in terms of talking to your prospective customers and finding out exactly what they need. That's how you're going to know how to please them. So doing things like focus group meetings, um, surveys, feedback forms, these are things that should be part of our organizations, part of our strategies, Mm. you know, either quarterly or yearly. Because if you're saying that you're offering something to me and you don't even know what I want and how I want it. You assume assume that you know what I want. Exactly. You're assuming but you could be wrong. Maybe tweaking your product and adding a little dash yellow on the top would make a whole lot of difference. No, I mean, even if I walked into a restaurant, for example, and all you sell is fufu and soup, you assume that I came there to eat fufu and Absolutely. soup. Maybe I just came there to drink soup. 
So Absolutely. ask, find out what your customer wants. We I've need got to Kweku, do that. Kweku on the line. Good afternoon, Kweku. You're welcome to Masterclass. Yeah. Good afternoon, Chief. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Kweku, talk to me. Yeah, it's a quick one. Um, location, right? Premise. Right. Kweku, I'm struggling to hear. You can just reposition yourself slightly for me and uh, just start your submission again. Is it better now? It's better now, Kweku. Yeah, like, I'm starting to example. Like, the woman who sells watches somewhere around Mambo B by yeah. the Gaza. Yeah. And there's another woman who sells the same watches in, in the world finished environment. Mm. You realize that people patronize the one that the Gaza needs in Mambo B. <laughs> so now, um, yes, and it varies. So I want to understand mm-hmm. why. I mean, um, I'm saying this because I'm not sure we can really satisfy a customer fully. Mm, That's what mm. trying to the angle I'm coming from. Mm. Whether you you made it class A, class B, class mm-hmm. C. There's always some people going to the class C. Mm-hmm. Even though they have the money to patronize the class A goods, they'll still prepare the class. So I'm trying to I don't understand. That's what outliers, eh? No matter what you do. <laughs> yeah. Kweku, thank you so much. We'll try and react to that. I've got Douglas on. Let's take Douglas's question in addition to Kweku's and then we should uh, we try and answer them. Hello Douglas, you're welcome to Master Class. Yeah, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Talk to me, Douglas. Okay, please, before she leaves, uh, she should retake a number again slowly. Right, so that you can, um, okay, reach her. In how many companies in this country offer their customers with tea or coffee mm. or anything? Okay. And then moreover, to, she should still explain tea when an employee is happy, a customer is also happy. Okay, all right. Thank you so much, Douglas. I think that was my last caller, so that we'll, we'll try and answer the questions. So, um, do you want to start with Douglas? Yes. Okay. So, he's asking about the happy customers make, sorry, happy employees make happy customers. Yeah. So, when your insights okay, are so happy. Okay, so I'll tell you what. I've got one on social media. Let me just add, add that one so that you, once you finish it, then we'll do the wrap-up and then we're out. This one is from Mona Lisa. I'm happy you didn't use your real name because I'm sure your employees are listening. There's good afternoon, great people. I'm enjoying your wise advice. Please, I'm thinking of doing free health insurance for my staff as a package to boost their devotion. Am I right in wanting to do that? And can I fix CCTV to monitor them without their knowledge? (laughs) 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 When Alisa... Who has that question? Okay, so let's start with, with Douglas. Okay, so Douglas, when we say that happy um, happy employees make happy p- customers, let me just drive it home, like in a simple way. You're a CEO, you have your morning meeting, you call your staff and you're come on everyone, listen, the nonsense going on here, I don't want it. You going on, going forward, you're not going to behave like that. You speak to them in the manner that, that is you, see. you see what I'll do to you. I'll sack you. You are replaceable. Meanwhile, these people do not even have the resources to make their jobs, you know, go on smoothly. Mm-hmm. So you say that to them and then in like ten minutes you're like open up to customers. So you open the door and then they are right in front, these frontliners. What kind of experience do you think they're going to create for your customers that are coming in? So that's just a simple thing. If your people are happy, you provide them with the right things, you give them what they want, Mm -hmm. the salary is okay, you give them the training, they would also go out there and give your customers the best experience. Mm -hmm. So that's Douglas's own quick, who was asking about location and that, you know, someone sells watches here and then some people would never be happy. Mm -hmm. Location matters, but then also it depends on what you're selling. Um, we'll come back to the is a customer always right okay that you need to position yourself to believe and to think 
that even at the customer's worst, they are right. Mm-hmm. Because imagine going through a business and telling yourself that sometimes we are right, sometimes the customer is right. You would now be finding to times, find times to, to tell the customer that today I am right and today you are wrong. Yeah. So you don't, don't even go there. You want to provide your customers with a certain type of service that they would not mm-hmm. get anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So your mindset has to be such that, look, my customer is always right. So that yeah. even when they're wrong, you treat them as if they're right. Now, if your boss comes in and says, hey, do this and do that. You never get time to say, hey, excuse me, boss. There's no way you do that. You would still treat your boss as somebody that you can't say certain things to. So you treat your customer the same way. Um, Eric was asking about being, um, no, was it Eric? Someone asked about water Mm -hmm. and that they used to give their customers water because of COVID. They're unable to do that. I think COVID shouldn't stop you from enhancing your customer's experience. Mm -hmm. This is actually the time for you to do something that will throw them off and to make them go, oh wow! So find a way of doing it. To find the more a way, exactly, exactly. Right. So don't stop. If it serves a purpose, continue doing it. Take out for today, thirty seconds. Okay, so your customer experience is important. You need to think about the emotions that your customers have, the mindset, and the perception they're building about your brand. Now. Think about customer service as the vessel that would help you give your customers the right experience. Speak to your customers. What do they want? How do they want it? Try and anticipate their needs and put in the right strategies to make sure that you're giving them the experience that your competitors are not. We're definitely going to continue this conversation. We will not rush it. Next week, we're back again, by all means, to continue. Um, up next is the news at 2. Um, my name is Yabanafo. This has been Masterclass on your Superstation. We'll see you same time next week. Thank you for listening. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. And welcome to Joy Headline News at 2. Coming up, Ghana records 66 COVID-19 related deaths, with the country's case count now 12,590. Ashanti region rounds out of beds for treatment of COVID-19 patients. And opposition NDC finally signs comprehensive roadmap to deal with the threat of party militia, but not without some reservations. The Northern Regional Health Director, Dr. John Eliza, says a three-month-old baby is among the COVID-19 deaths there. At a media briefing today, Dr. Eliza noted the baby died at the Tamale Teaching Hospital.